Hey, this is Steve Campbell from the C3 Church. Thank you for joining us for this podcast. Our prayer for you is that you'll be blessed, equipped, and enabled as you listen to this message. God bless you. Morning online, in prison, in the room here. It's great to see you all today. I've got too many devices here. There's the one I want. Um, just let me mention this. Josh has said a lot there about us praying for revival. We're praying for revival for three reasons. Number one is God's promised a move of his spirit in his last days. Number two is he's done it before. We've just sung it so we believe he can do it again and he wants to do it again. And number three, if there isn't a move of God, we're stuffed. That's Hebrew, in case you didn't know. We, the, the church no matter how we think we're doing well, the church globally, it's not. And without a move of God's spirit, we are totally, totally abandoned to him for hope. So we need to pray for that. So we're going to be fasting, praying. Uh, Sunday evenings, our 5.30 service, we're going to be giving over to prayer from next week. Next week will be an anointing service where we pray for everyone in the evening. And then in the evenings throughout January, we'll be focusing our times in prayer rather than the same as the morning in our physical locations. It won't be online, but in our physical location here in Cambridge. Uh, There won't be one in Colchester or Bury in the evenings, but there will in the mornings. Okay, so now I want to share a word that I believe God has given me. Now, I don't say that too often because it can be used manipulatively. I see it's used wrong in many contexts, but this word, I honestly believe God gave me towards the end of last year. I've shared it already in one context in chapel, and there was a consensus among people there, you need to share that again, and I do believe I do. So I'm going to ask us to read a passage from the Bible, Joshua chapter 1, and I did this on Christmas Day for those of you that were here. I got us to stand as we read the Bible. I don't know about you, but as we did that series in the last part of the year about the Bible, the overview of the Bible, for me, a fresh confidence, a fresh honouring, a fresh gratefulness of the Word of God filled my soul. I just thank God for the Bible. We don't worship the Bible, but we worship the God of the Bible. And so what I'm going to I'm going to be doing this a few times throughout the year. I'm not going to say I'm going to do it every week because I might forget, but I'm going to do it today. I want, while I read this, for us in the room and maybe you online as well, if you're able to stand in honour. Some denominations do that. That's never been something we do. But I want us to stand by way of saying, Lord, we honour your word. We put our trust in your word. And as we hear the reading of it, I'm honouring you and your word. Let's stand together. Come on, Joshua chapter 1, verses 1 to 10. After, everyone say after. After the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, the Lord said to Joshua, son of Nun, Moses' aid, Moses, my servant, is dead. Now, everyone say now. Now then, you and all these people get ready to cross the Jordan River into the land I am to give them, to the Israelites. I will give you every place where you set your foot as I promised Moses. Your territory will extend from the desert to the Lebanon, from the great river, uh, the Euphrates, all the Hittite country, to the Mediterranean Sea in the west. No one will be able to stand against you all the days of your life. As I was with Moses, so I'll be with you. 
I will never leave you nor forsake you. Be strong and courageous because you will lead these people to inherit the land I swore to their ancestors to give them. Be strong and very courageous. Be careful to obey all the law my servant Moses gave you. Do not turn from it to the right or to the left. That you may be successful wherever you go. Keep this book of the law always on your lips. Meditate on it day and night so that you may be careful to do everything written in it. Then you will be prosperous and successful. Have I not commanded you? Have I not commanded you? Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged for the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. So Joshua ordered the officers of the people. And may the Lord add his blessings with the reading of his word. That's what I heard every Sunday growing up when we read that. God bless you. Come on, take your seats. I was reading this um, passage last year, and I had this thought when I was reading it. I thought, what an unusual way to start a book with a death. I've got into reading novels these last few years uh, because it gives me space outside to think of something. I've never done that in my life before, but I started to enjoy novels. I've just started another one the other night, The the Keeper of Lost Things, I think it's called. And the guy in it is going to die, but it doesn't start with his death. It starts with the story leading up to his death. Very unusual for a book just to start death. But here, I read it and I thought, it starts with death. But then I looked a little closer and realized, no, it doesn't. It starts with one word, and whatever translation you look in, it's the same word that's used. It starts with this word, after, after. Say it whichever way you like. After the death of Moses. After. So it starts with the after, not the before. It's leading us into the after, not the before. And as I read it, this is what I I sense the Holy Spirit quicken to me. I think the writers are seeking to communicate that there is an after beyond any individual's death. And don't get me wrong, I'm not talking about the afterlife, though we believe in that, don't we? Well, I do, clearly, not many of you do, but there is an afterlife. We believe in... A heaven, we believe in an age to come, we believe that something beyond the grave, the grave is not the end, it's a doorway into eternal life. It, or eternal life has started now, and we continue that journey and we enter into that new state. So we believe in afterlife, but I don't mean it in that way. I mean that after anybody's life in this world, there is something that continues on. That is not the end because that person no matter how big a personality, no matter how important they were, that person fits into the great big grand redemptive plan, redemptive plan of God that spans throughout the ages. One of the things we saw with the Bible season we were seeking to do was to help us, you, locate yourself in this great story of God from creation to resurrection. That's what we looked at with the different areas. And I would highly recommend, if you didn't hear that, go back and listen. So we're not talking of afterlife. We're saying that God's purpose is bigger than any single person. And in saying that, don't hear that as us ignoring the contribution that individual has made. We're grateful for the part they have played. But there's a bigger purpose. 
this last year or this last couple of years, the church, I don't mean C3, I mean the church globally, has took some big hits. Big hits by way of high profile people who have had some pretty disastrous falls morally. It damages the church and the reputation of the church. These last few years, the church has had some massive hits by way of heroes of the faith in our generation who've died and passed on. But the purpose of God still prevails. Jesus made this very clear. I will build my church. And so for all the people that have been involved and are still involved, we are grateful and we keep playing our part, but it's our part in a bigger story. In his story and his process and his plan, particularly of building his church. I will build my church. I don't know about you, and again, I, I found this in the Bible series. I keep referring to that because I feel it was a really important uh, series for us. Whenever I catch a glimpse of God's bigger redemptive plan, it might make me feel small, but it also causes me to worship. I think it's beyond, it's glorious. It's beyond what I can articulate or understand. It takes my breath away. It causes me to worship. Now, if you look at the great themes of worship in the Bible, brothers and sisters, it's often these two. There's more than this. But the main two are redemption. So you go to the book of Genesis and you get them all standing before the throne. And the, the, what they're often saying is, you are the redeemer. You are the one who has saved us from the pit. You're our, 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 our savior. You're the redeemer of all things. And they're worshiping God as redeemer. Or it's about creation. So he's the originator of it, but he's the completer of all things. And they're the two great themes. The other one, obviously, is God himself in that he's holy, 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 which means he's in the category like no one else. And so they're, they're worshipping him. They're worshipping the great creator. They're worshipping the redeemer. When we think of someone in, in the Bible who suffered, we probably all, if you have any Bible knowledge at all, you probably think of Job. He went through some pretty tough stuff. He had a hard life. And yet Job, in the midst, even when his comforters, so-called, are coming around, he has this revelation, and he sees something of the future. This is Job 19, 25 and 27. He says this, I know that my Redeemer lives. So he's suffering. He's lost his family. He's lost his farm. He's covered in boils. He's in a dreadful state health-wise, but he says this, I know that my Redeemer lives and that in the end he will stand on the earth and after my skin has been destroyed, yet in my flesh I will see my God. I myself will see him with my own eyes. I and not another, how my heart yearns within me. He's seen something of the future. Remember, this is all pre the incarnate Christ. This is pre the revelation that we have from the, the New Testament that Jesus came to earth, God came to earth as a man. This is pre that. So Job sees something of the future, even that's going to affect his own life. And he says, with my own eyes, I will see my Redeemer. And then there's this yearning within him for more. For experiencing of God. Now, I don't know what 2021's been like for you. 
I don't know what 2020 has been like for you. I've got an inkling because I was there too. It hasn't been great, has it? There's been some tough stuff we've had to face. And there's a lot of stuff I don't know, but I do know this. My Redeemer lives. Hello? My Redeemer lives. And he will turn whatever others consider will be a curse with boils and loss and death, and he'll turn it for good. Because our Redeemer lives. This is speaking of Jesus, what Job has seen, but he doesn't yet know it. That there will be one who on the earth secures our salvation, our redemption. He's looking to the future. And what happens in this passage that we've read with um, Joshua here is that God forces him to look to the future after the death of Moses. And then the other word I got to repeat was now then. And then he goes on to talk about the land that he's going to come into. So he's not ignoring the past, grateful for the past. But now he's in the present, and the present is going to lead him into the future because of the land of promise that's flowing with milk and honey, and the best is still to come. I do not have a problem with saying the best is still to come. No matter how good or bad things are here, there's always a better with God. There's always a better with God. There's always something more he's leading us into. And amidst the season that we've seen so much suffering and beyond our control, we must force ourselves to keep looking to our Redeemer, to the future, so that we see the best is yet to come. We can empathize with a Job, but like him, we've got to keep looking to our Redeemer who lives. And his name is Jesus. Keep looking to Jesus. I remember the old song. I just remember the old songs. I don't know why I can remember them and I can't learn the words to the new ones. It's something to do with age, I guess. But we used to sing this song, which is directly from a verse in the Bible. But we see Jesus. But we see Jesus enthroned on high. Clothed in his righteousness, we worship him. Glory and honor. And it goes on. It's all about Jesus. And it's from a verse that says, that's Hebrews 2.9, says this, But we see Jesus, who was made a little lower than the angels for the suffering of death, crowned with glory and honour, that he, by the grace of God, might taste death for everyone. 2022, my prayer is that we'll see more of Jesus, that we'll understand all that he's done, in a greater depth, and it'll affect everything we do. People say to me often about worship, uh, what book should I read about worship? I don't know. Read books about Jesus, and it'll cause you to worship, particularly the Bible. (laughs) It's a really good book. But if I was going to recommend another book, I'd recommend this one. People say again to me, have you got top 10 books? This is probably number two on my list, or number three. It's called The Jesus Manifesto by Leonard Sweet and Frank, Frank Viola. Leonard Sweet and Frank Viola. Jesus Manifesto. I'm going to send a link out this week to you that is from the, a chapter that, that Frank Viola puts on his website, and you can read it. And I would say this to you, if you can read the whole of this chapter, 
it would give you a sense of identity and purpose that God is up to, like probably no other book I've read other than the Bible. But there's a chapter, and it's called this, If God Wrote Your Biography. That's the title of the chapter. If God Wrote Your Biography. So he's, he's writing this as though it's God the Father speaking to us. And this is how he's, I can't read it all, it's too long, but this is how he starts. Your origins preceded your physical birth. I mean, just that line. <laughs> just that line we need to stop and ponder on. Your origins preceded your physical birth. You were God's before you were ever a twinkle in your dad's eye. Hello? Just as the origins of my son preceded his physical death and your beginning reached reach farther back than in antiquity, you were chosen in my son before the foundation of the world. That's your starting point. Somewhere in the dateless past, before I said, let there be, I selected you. I marked you out in my son. The origin of your existence, therefore, is found in Christ, the one who is before all things. Your spiritual life in space-time finds its origins in Jesus also. When you received my son, you were born a second time from a different realm. You were born from above. Don't be surprised when I say that you must be born from above. Birth is the impartation of life. When you were begotten again, an incorruptible seed of my life. Did you hear that? An incorruptible seed of my life was placed into you by my spirit. That seed was Christ. Within the DNA of that incorruptible seed is the nature and character of my son. I've told you this several times in my word. You have been born again, not of corruptible seed, but incorruptible through the word of God, which lives and abides forever. When you were born anew, my son was dispensed into you and you became a partaker of the very nature of God. Whew. Then he goes on to talk about our spiritual hearing, our spiritual touch and smell, our destiny, that everything that we have is centered and found in Christ. On your own, he writes, you will never, God says, you will never reach the full measure of the stature of Christ. This attained by my body as a whole. In other words, it takes a church to raise a Christian. And I designated that way. Life in my son has always been a corporate affair. My word knows nothing of an independent, individual, isolated disciple. Oh, and it goes on and on. Stop it reading it, Steve. I'm going to send it out to you. Because once I start reading it, it quickens me. In Christ. But we see Jesus. What the world sees of Jesus is you and me. The only thing people know of Jesus is the church. This is us. This is, this is who we are. We don't always live up to it, but it's possible. It's why we need a revival. But back to where we were. I knew this would be like this. Time would go. There was an after, after Moses because there's a great grand redemptive plan of God which is centered and focused and completed in Jesus. It's always about Jesus. People get confused about the Old Testament. If you read the Old Testament through the filter of thinking about Jesus, it will really help you. Oh, so this is speaking about Jesus. Remember at college when we had to write an essay and we were all groaned, we had to do it on the Levitical offerings. What are these about? Bottom line, Jesus. They speak of him. If you read it through that filter, it really changes everything.
we, uh, as a, a staff team, we went to the Prince of Egypt, you know, the uh, um, West End show, the musical. It's good. It's not very biblical, but it's really good. It's really, there's an awful lot added in there. The good thing is Moses comes out cool. That's one thing I will say about it. At least Moses comes out okay. But just so we know, there's an after, after Moses. He was a hero of the faith. He was used of God, but there was a bigger plan than a Moses. That's why God, and God we know sees the beginning from the end, and we don't. We don't. But we have to with eyes of faith. That's why God is not so sentimental. And he makes these outlandish statements. Moses, my servant, is dead. Now then. Don't you get the sense God saying, move along. Move on. We're not dishonoring Moses. We're honoring Moses. He wrote the first five books of the Bible. But move on because there's a purpose that's being outworked. Moses, my servant, is dead. Let me, let me try and focus this in to where I need to end. These last 18 months for so many, many of us has felt like loss after loss. That might be loss of people, it might be loss of interaction, it might be loss of loved ones, might be loss of jobs. I've spoken with people who have retired. We went to a lot of pastors who've used this as an opportunity to get out. Recent reports in the States say that 38% of pastors are considering getting out of ministry. 38%, that's a lot. And I've met individuals who through this season they've just decided I've I, I got to make a change I, I can't, can't carry on something's got to be different and, and, and I get that there's been so many losses but let's remember that our purpose is not connected to ourselves our purpose is connected to something and someone bigger our redeemer lives that's what we have to keep rooted in as we go forward. Another old song we used to sing was, I want to serve the purpose of God in my generation. One of the things that Moses is described of in the passage we read, and then Joshua later on, is as a servant of God. So the thing that gives Moses his identity is his relationship to God. Moses, my servant, is dead. God's servant. The thing which gives our, our life purpose is not, what we do in life by way of job, it's that we're servants of the Most High God. That we belong to Him first and foremost. And finally, we're His. That's where our identity lies. I've looked back over this last couple of years, seen so many servants of God that have gone to glory. Some, I'm going to name some of them. You won't know them, but some of them you will. Colin Urquhart from Kingdom Faith. He was a big influence in this nation by way of things of the Spirit in the 1960s and 70s and then into the 80s. He's gone. He's finished. <laughs> finished here. Dr. Paul Yonggi Chow. Anyone ever remember him? The prayer books. I, I had all Yonggi Chow's prayer books about the importance of prayer. A revival of prayer came through the nation. Gone to glory. David Pawson, a Bible teacher. Mike Godwin, some of you don't know him, but not far away from here in Dis. Greg Haslam, who's the pastor of Westminster Chapel. We had him here speaking. Bishop Barbara Harris, the first woman to be ordained and consecrated as a bishop 
in the worldwide Anglican community. She was a, a pioneer. Ravi Zacharias, I know there was a lot of negativity around him in, towards the end of his life and stuff that was revealed, but he was a leading apologetist. How could a man lead in that way and you have such immorality in his life? I don't know. But he was still used of God. Maurice Shirello, anyone ever heard of him? He was a guy who used to, he specialised in praying for the sick, particularly in seeing legs that would grow. I was in a Maurice Shirello meeting in my teens and he, and he got me out, this was in the Wirral, and, and they had a guy with who had a bad back and he said, watch his leg grow. I don't know whether his leg grew or not, guys, but I was there, I'm just telling you, I was there. Did I agree with all Maurice Shirello preached? Not on your Nelly, but nevertheless... I think he was used of God for something. I could go on. Peter and Miranda Harris, founders of Arusha. Beryl Campbell, my mum. Maybe he didn't so many of you, but did a big influence on me. These are people that have passed. There seems to have been losses of biblical proportions. But I just want to say this to us. There is an after. There's a purpose and plan of God that continues. No matter how tough it's been, there's a future that's beckoning us. There's a promised land. There are, don't take this as, when I'm saying this as saying, oh, that means it's going to be easy. It wasn't easy going into the promised land, but there was a Jordan that stood before them that they had to cross over. Then there was more battles than they'd ever fought before. But they had to leave behind a Moses generation in order to step into the Joshua generation, into the future. This is how I want to close today. We put a line in the sand here. Literally, a line in the sand on the floor. You can't see it. And I just want to say to some of you, it's time to put 2020 and 2021 behind you. And some of the burdens of that, some of the, you're not dishonoring the past by putting some of the grief of that down, you're rather saying, you know, there's a bigger purpose. And to step over. See, this came to me when I was bemoaning my lot to God. I was kind of saying, oh, for the wings of a dove that I might fly away. Because I knew how to lead a church in 2019. But I'm not sure in 2020 or in 2021. I don't know what's that the furniture keeps moving. Take me away, Lord. Oh, for the wings of a dove. Take me back to that last baptismal service. It was pumping. Just launched Berry. It was going great. And God said to me, Moses, my servant, is dead. 2020, 2021, dead. Now then, are you going to cross over? And as the musicians sing and play over us in a moment, I'm not going to do it in rows and do it nice and neat. And if you're online, I'm just going to suggest to you, you do this. You find something in your room where there's a line that you can walk over. I can't be there with you, but the Spirit of God is. And just choose something, a line. Get a newspaper, put something down. And say to yourself, by faith, I'm crossing over. I'm putting behind 2020, 2021. I'm stepping into the new. And all that God has got for me. So we're not, I don't want, everyone might not need to do this. You may have done this already. You may not feel there's any burdens that you're carrying or any stuff that you've got that's baggage. You're all right. That's fine then. Stay in your seat. But for others of you, as you come here, 
as you feel the Spirit lead you, or as you do it in your room, wherever you are, it's a defining moment that by faith, because it's the only way we can walk, by faith, you're stepping into the future. You got me? Can I have a few nods behind those masks? You do it when you sense you need to do it. Now, before we do that, I just want to ask this. If you're not a Christian, use this moment to step over and say this as you do, Jesus, be my Lord and leader. You use the moment as you step over to step over into Jesus. Why don't you come to Jesus? Come to me, all you that are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. And then before you go, tell someone that you know, one of the Connect team, me, Ange here, there's not that many who's in the room. Tell someone. Or if you're online, write, yes, I decided. Today, I'm following Jesus, and we'd love to give you a Bible and speak with you some more as you tell us that. Can we stand together? This is my prayer just as we finish, that something will be broken from lives that may be shattered, or maybe it's just a small thing, but you know it's holding you back, and as we walk over, you'll be free. In Jesus' name, come, Holy Spirit, do the work that only you can do. No laying on of hands, no prayer from anyone at this point. Come and do the work that only you can do, Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name. Come on, the musicians will lead us in song. You come out whenever you feel ready, and we'll just take some time to wait and respond in Jesus' name. God bless you.
Just going to take a few minutes to wait. Just let him establish that work in you that only he can do. Father, we thank you for this new beginning, this new year. Maybe something we've constructed and not you by way of time and seasons, Lord, but nevertheless, you're a God who operates within them for our sake. We don't know what's ahead. We don't know the battles, but we don't want to take the weight of yesterday into the future, and so we lay them down. As we move forward, Lord, may the people be walking out of here as they've watched online, may they have this sense of lightness moving forward. The chains, my chains are gone. Then we go forward to fight battles. Yeah, we're going to fight them. But we have this promise, Lord, you are with us. Be strong and courageous. You are with us. For the glory of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Amen. I do sense, before we say goodbye to those of you online, I think there's someone online you're watching and you've been considering taking your own life. Would you please get in touch with us? Don't do that. Get in touch with us in some way. Email us. We'd love to talk to you. Arrange some time to chat. Your life's worth too much for you to do that. That's not yours to do. Jesus' name. I want to say goodbye to you online. We're going to let you go now. Have a wonderful week. And we'll speak with you soon. God bless you. Thank you for listening to this podcast. We pray it's been a blessing to you. 
Why not share it with your friends and family through social media? If you're not on the regular podcast list, then why don't you subscribe? Thank you especially to those that give. If you want to give to this ministry, you can go to our website, thec3.uk slash giving and get involved. God bless you.